Uh, the the issue that we're talking about tonight specifically revolves around maternal health in the developing world. There is, there are still lots and lots and lots of problems. There are lots and lots and lots of challenges. We kind of take it for granted here that you go to the hospital to have a baby and you come home with a baby and with your health. It's not always that easy in the rest of the world. Someone who knows that better than, arguably better than almost anyone is Dr. Jean Chamberlain. She is the founder and the head of Save the Mothers. It's an international organization that is designed specifically to work to cut down on the number of maternal deaths and to fix and help reduce the number of issues in the developing world with maternal health. Uh, She's a member of the Order of Canada. She's also the author of a new book called The Game Changers. But before we get to that, I want to mention that her biggest claim to fame is that she and her family every year when they go over for eight months to Uganda to work over there, take hockey sticks and hockey nets and teach the Ugandans how to play our game. Uh, Jean, I think that would probably be the thing you're most proud of, correct? Absolutely. <laughs> it is. You guys do that, though. It is a fun thing. You've been taking the game to the Ugandan people. Absolutely, and I'm their plan, Scott. I want you to know, I won't tell you how old I am, but I'm no longer 29, and... Uh, yeah, I'm out there playing with these Ugandan guys who are in great shape and just showing them how to play the game. How how are the shins after your games? Yeah, they're a little bit bruised. I still have some bruises that I'm recovering <laughs> from. We just got back uh, to Hamilton on su- Sunday, so I'm still recuperating, but it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, and, you know, it's just great working with uh, Ugandans. I mean, they're dear, dear friends, and we uh, just love the Ugandan people and the people of East Africa. And it's such a tragedy that so many mothers in that country die of pregnancy-related complications. So that's what we're there for. Hockey's a great, uh, great uh, sport to teach them, but what we really want to teach them is about how to save their mothers. Well, you have written this new book, and it's called The Game Changers. Who are the Game Changers? Well, the Game Changers are the Ugandans and East Africans who are being trained to be uh, advocates and champions for safe motherhood. Uh, in other words, Scott, here I am. I'm a uh, Canadian obstetrician, work here at McMaster University, but there's only so much that I can do when I go to another country, a new culture, new language, everything. What really needs to happen is there needs to be change within the culture such that women are valued and people make it a priority to save mothers. And that doesn't come from a foreigner like myself, well-intentioned as I might be. Uh, it really comes from uh, local Indigenous leaders, and that's who we're training in the Save the Mothers program. And that's who are the game changers, and it's been really wonderful to see what they've been able to do in their own countries. Gene, for a second, leaving aside the actual issues of the maternal health, when you're talking about getting people there to work on basically respecting and value, valuing women, which is one of the big things behind this, how difficult the challenge is that? Because not every culture looks at women the same way we do here. Well, absolutely. And in many cultures, and not just East Africa, but many developing countries, women are simply property. And for most of the women that are listening on the radio right now, they can't believe that that's true in the 21st century, but I can tell you that it is. And uh, so, really, it's, it's a real change in the, in the way people look at women. And that has to come from within. That can't come from the outside. And uh, so I think really but working on that very basic uh, premise is, is the first um, step to seeing real change and you know i've seen that happen where you know east african particularly men have taken the save the mothers program been involved been trained through it and then they end up going back into their own communities and uh, bringing real change and it comes from them and not those of us who are who are really wanting to see it happen but can't make it happen ourselves but many of the women that you do train many of the people that you do train in this are women and i'm wondering when they are trained and when you do send them out then to try and make a difference are they 
respected for what they're saying in those parts of the world, or is it a real challenge still, even with their training, even with the support of your group and the 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 what you're doing behind it? Do they get the respect? Can they make the kind of changes as women there? Well, there's uh, no change that comes to a society quickly. I mean, look at when you and I were kids, Scott. Uh, you know, we used to throw all our garbage in one bag, and you know, we'd have like ten garbage bags at the end of the. Uh, uh, laneway versus now, you know, everybody separates their garbage. And that's taken years. You know, at the beginning, we always thought the, you know, people who did that was, were a little bit crazy. And now it's the norm. And I think it's, that's what happens in the developing world as well, is that we need to see gradual change happening. And I think of one of our graduates who's a member of parliament, and she brought new legislation for safe motherhood in her country. She stood up in front of the president of Uganda as a member of parliament having taken this training program and uh, was able to speak intelligently. You know, she wasn't just speaking about something she didn't know about. She had studied and learned how to be a leader as well as to understand the information of what actually needs to happen. I mean, an example is smoking. I mean, we all know smoking is not good for our health. Well, how do we help people change their behavior? Well, you don't just snap your fingers and, you know, start shaking your finger at somebody who smokes. There has to be a process in that person's life to bring about change. And I think that's what also needs to happen in the developing countries for women, that their place in the society is valued. Well, you, I mean, you've been doing this there for a dozen years or so. Um, Save the Mothers has been around for longer than that. Are we, when you talk about those incremental changes, then, are we seeing those? Over there, are we seeing signs that the number of women dying in childbirth or having serious problems are actually going down? I think what we're seeing is people recognizing that this shouldn't be happening, and that's the first step to seeing change. Um, it's people realizing that mothers don't have to die. There's so much fatalism uh, there. In other words, people feel like this is going to happen no matter what I do. You know, it was God's will that this mother died. That's often what you'll hear at a funeral, it was God's will. And, and so you need to help people realize, well, you know what, it wasn't God's will. What could we have done differently uh, to bring about change? So I think that recognition that this, isn't, this doesn't need to happen um, has really happened. And, and, you know, for instance, there was a, a newspaper article was about a year ago now uh, in the paper where a mother had died. She was a local um, uh, government official, and it was in the newspaper, and this, you know, terrible picture of her casket being carried by these men and stuff like that. And you might think to yourself, well, what kind of success stories that well the success is that it's actually in the newspaper because 10 years ago that woman would have died and nobody would have paid attention to it versus now people are realizing that hey things need to change so this is really why we're not only changing leaders and bringing about um change in um in how people perceive the issue, but also we're bringing about change in the hospital. Like, if you were a woman going into a hospital there, I mean, you'll be in a delivery room with eight other women, there's no privacy, there's no water, all of these issues. And so if we're asking women to go to a place that, that where they'll get the care that they need in, in delivery, we also need to make sure that the service is there. It's like going into a local restaurant. I mean, if you go into a place and they've got dirty spoons, they've got poor service, I mean, you just never go back again. And so that's the other uh, part of the Save the Mothers program is we're helping to bring a safe and dignified delivery through the Mother Baby Friendly Hospital program. And that is, again, about not trying to think we can turn every hospital there into McMaster quality hospitals, but every woman deserves a safe and a dignified delivery, and we can do that. Uh, with, you know, not that much money. What are the facilities like? I mean, because obviously, uh, I suppose that probably in the major cities, in Kampala or somewhere else, the the hospitals are not bad or maybe even pretty good, but there are a lot of people who would be living in rural areas. What kind of chance do they actually have to get to any kind of real medical clinic? Well, when they get to the hospital, that's 
part of the problem is they get there and there may or may not be staff available often. The medications have run out. Uh, they'll get there. There's no curtains up. So, again, there's no issues of privacy. And, of course, every woman, no matter how poor or rich she is, has a sense of dignity. And none of us want to be you know, treated like an animal when we're in, in labor. And, really, I've seen that before. Women don't even have a bed because there's not enough beds in the facility, so they deliver on the floor. And you think to yourself, oh, my goodness, like, that's just inhumane. And so, you know, making sure women have a proper mattress that's clean, that she's got curtains around her, that she can get access to a safe toilet. Again, that sounds ridiculous, but if a woman is going out to a pit latrine like an outhouse that's very dirty, um, then she's going to go out, use the outhouse, come back and feed her baby, and guess what? Her hands aren't washed or anything. No surprise that baby dies, you know, a week later um, of, of an infection. So it's just these very basic things that, you know, we all would sort of know should be there, and yet they're not there. And I think that's really what the Save the Mothers program is saying is, hey, listen, we need to have a minimal standard. Uh, just like here in Hamilton, I mean, our health inspectors go around and make sure that, you know, facilities, um, uh, restaurants and those kinds of places are meeting a minimal standard. And that's really what we're also doing with the Mother Baby Friendly Hospital is working with the hospitals um, and, and helping them to help themselves with, you know, with their own leaders to, to take take charge of their own um, of their own hospitals and say, how do we make this more friendly and more, more acceptable to the, to the mothers? Because right now, almost half of the mothers deliver uh, outside of the hospital. And, of course, if they had a safe midwife with them outside of the hospital, that's one thing. But most of them deliver by themselves or with an auntie who is well-intentioned but doesn't know how to deliver um, safely a baby or the mother. Yeah, and I'm, I'm looking on your website right now, and you're, you, it says in Uganda alone, some 6,000 women die a maternal death every year. What would, I mean, that's in one African country. How many women in Canada every year die from some sort of issue giving well, birth or with pregnancy problems? About 20, 20 mothers uh, in an entire year, and Uganda loses 6,000, and we have the same population. So it's almost every day the same number of mothers die um, in Uganda as happened in a year here in Canada. And, you know, again, if you were an obstetrician like myself working here in Hamilton, you very, very, very rarely deal with a maternal death. And I'm not saying they don't happen. They, it's a catastrophic situation here in Canada. But usually that mother dies in the intensive care unit with us trying everything we possibly can do uh, to, to look after. I mean, I've looked after mothers here in North America that have gotten 24 units of blood. Like, you think about 24 little bags of blood. And I remember seeing that mother one day and just sort of thinking to myself, wow, if, if she had been somewhere else, if she had been in Africa, she wouldn't have survived. Well, no, absolutely not. And, and I mean, it, it really crystallizes the problem. Now, are they over there? Because we often hear, Gene, when we're over here, we will hear some people say, you know what, they don't want us to go in there and fix all their problems. We're interfering when we go over to these other countries. Are, when you go over to the, the developing world, whether it's Uganda or somewhere else, are they open to these ideas, to Westerners coming in and telling them how to do things perhaps a little bit better, or is it insulting and they say, you know, I'm not really sure? Well, you know what, Scott? Nobody wants to lose mothers. I mean, I think of a mother in Uganda. Now, when her children look at her every morning, they love their mother as much as my children love me and and any other, other mother that's here in the Hamilton area. So mothers are valuable no matter where they are. I think of the Paris disaster there last year, and that woman who was a mother, and she was clinging from the side of the of the wall, almost ready to fall. I mean, why did the why did the whole world focus on her? Is because she was a mother. So I think, no matter where you are as a mother, your child needs you and wants you, and every society values them. 
The question again is how do they save them? And I think that's the unique uh, approach of the Save the Mothers program is we're not trying to go over and solve. I don't go over there and deliver babies. I don't go over and tell them what to do. I am involved in a training program that's primarily taught by East Africans, um, teaching them about how to save their own mother through you know public health interventions, through working with the hospitals. There's really total package that we need. It's like our roads here in, in uh, the Hamilton area. I mean, you need to have everybody involved. You need to have sewage. You need to have the guys out there asphalting. You need to have all, all of those various components go to us having a safe road. And it's the same thing with safe motherhood. You need to have all of the pieces in place uh, to save the mothers, including roads to actually get them to the hospitals. I do think that it's something that we can be proud of, that, that that our government for the last, I don't know how many years, Gene, you can tell me, but number of years has actually been involved and supported maternal health issues in Africa. You've been somebody who's been leading that charge. You've been to Ottawa to argue for this, and, and you've been successful. But we do have a new government. Do we, do we know yet if we're going to be continuing to do this? Is the federal government going to continue to put money towards this? Well, we're really hoping that they do, uh, Scott, for sure. Um, and, um, you know, I mean, we're just, I, I think... As people talk about the government support, it sometimes then makes us think, well, as individuals, we don't need to be so much involved. But there's a lot of organizations like Save the Mothers that are doing good work out on the ground, and we don't get much government support at all. Um, and, and so really we need people who are committed Canadians to say, you know what, this is something that we believe in and, and want to be part of it. And, you know, Mother's Day is such a great time. You know, people can think about sending a card to their mother. Well, why don't they include that they've helped to save a mother in East Africa? I mean, I can't imagine as a mother being more thrilled to know that, you know, my child has, has helped to support uh, another needy mother uh, in, in that part of the world. Well, one of the ways that people can do that, and this is what I touched on right off the top, you have an annual charity walk that's going on this Saturday. Give people the, the who, where's and why's and all the rest of the stuff where if they want to participate, they can. Yeah, absolutely. So we've got two walks in the Hamilton area. Uh, one's in uh, Dundas, and uh, that's at the Dundas Driving Park, and it starts at uh, 8.30 on Saturday morning. Uh, and the walk will actually get started at 9, so but people should register at 8.30, and there is, uh, again, at the Dundas Driving Park. The other one is uh, in uh, Upper Stony Creek, and that is um, at the Valley Park, which is at 970 Paramount Drive. If people go to our website, savethemothers.org, there's all the information there. Um, and, yeah, we just really hope that people uh, come out, that they get people to sponsor them, because that's really important as well, too, is that people get people to sponsor them, uh, because with the more that uh, they uh, raise for the, um, for the walk, the more that uh, we're able to help these mothers um, on the other side of the world. There are other uh, walks all across Ontario. In fact, we have some all across Canada and the United States as well, too. They're all um, on the website. So if you know of friends and family that are in Jamestown, uh, New York, in Georgetown, Ontario, uh, Bradford, uh, we have one in Kleinberg, London, and um, Owen Sound, as well as Pittsburgh and Santa Barbara, um, California, St. Jacob, Stratford, uh, Whitby. Um, uh, please uh, feel free to invite your friends and relatives to also be part of it. But the other thing I find, too, Scott, is that sometimes people just can't make it Saturday morning or whatever, but they still want to be part of it. A unique opportunity this year as well is to do a net walk. In other words, no matter where you are, whatever time you want to do it, you can uh, sign up as a walker, walk your five kilometers, uh, get people to sponsor you to do that, and you can do it whenever and however you want. So you just go on the website, register as a net walker, and uh, you can do it at your own time but um, and, and leisure. But, uh, of course, we want to see a good number of Hamiltonians and uh, people in the area out to the uh, walk in um, Stony Creek, Upper Stony Creek, as well as uh, Dundas. And I'll be at both walks myself. The one in Upper Stony Creek also um, happens at uh, 9 o'clock on Saturday morning.
Wow, you're going to walk fast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to get from Dundas to Stony Creek. Well, I will also. I'll be at the. Uh, I'll be taking part in the Dundas walk, and so anyone who wants to come out to uh, to support this, it's a great event on Mother's Day. Uh, happy to say hi. I know you'd be happy to say hi to anybody who would come out as well, and uh, would encourage you. I mean, it really is. I don't on this show. I don't pitch too many events. I don't push too many things. Uh, this is one of the great ones. And if you're looking to be involved in something and do something that is meaningful on Mother's Day in honor of your mother, this would be a real good thing. Gene, really appreciate the time today. Thanks. Great, and really look forward to seeing everybody coming out with their families as well. SaveTheMothers.org. Thanks a lot, Scott. Uh, no problem. They, they, yeah, SaveTheMothers.org. 